buzzing out there. Um, keys just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, we'll see if good things will happen for us. Yep, we're back. Episode 20. Oh, man. Episode 20 of Just Dishing It. I can't believe it. Anyways, Benny joined as always by Derek and Mr. John Toots Tudor. How we doing? What's up? What's up, boys? Another day, another week of living. Another, another week of podcasting. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Um, as always, everybody, thank you so much to everybody listening. Feedback. It's all very appreciated. You know, only up from here. Um, it's crazy. We've been at 20 episodes already. We're doing 20 right now, obviously, but many more to come. Many more amazing guests. It's going to be great. We've had some amazing ones so far. Got, you know, again, we're biased, but got another good one today. So let's get it. Let's get it going. Waste no time here. Bring him in. Everybody, welcome Garrison Grant of the Morning Skate. Garrison, what's up, buddy? What's up, Benny? Todd's Derek. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy Good to have you here. We're yeah, excited. Man. Absolutely. What have you been doing to keep busy in the summer months? How's life? It's good. I'm skating, uh, skating about twice a week, so that's been fun. Uh, got a chocolate lab puppy that's been keeping me busy. So, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Life's good up here in Saratoga Springs. Can't complain. What'd you, what'd you go with for the name? Grizzly. Wow. That's a great name that's for a dog. Lecture. That's yeah, a hell of a name. Yeah, he's he's like uh, he's 11 months and he's already 90 pounds, so he's a beast of a little bear. Yeah. So was See, it what? between was it between like Longhorn and Skull? Were that the other choices or no? But my girlfriend was like, uh, you know, oh, I can't believe it's Grizzly. No, <laughs> 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 like, no. Nah, nah. But her name uh, also starts with G, so we really wanted a, a G. Ah, uh, okay. That's fair. She'll know when the second puppy's named Wintergreen or something. Yeah, but. yeah there you go. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah. So, got the puppy keeping you busy. How's everything else going? You know, morning skate, obviously, you guys are killing it. You know, yeah, thanks. That's, season season just wrapped up here. Yeah. Up, so, uh, I don't know. It, it honestly, it feels like due to the COVID season and everything, it feels like we've been going hard for two, two full seasons straight. Like, yeah, normally, yeah um, the, the break was so minimal. Yeah. We would uh, relax a little bit in the, in the summer months, but because of last year, it's like, we've been going, going, going. So I am uh, enjoying a little bit of kind of pulling back or relaxing from, from all the kind of instant content that right. you know, we have in the season. So, all right. How do you guys approach, you know, the off season? You know, I mean, obviously, you know, there's no hockey going on really. So, you know, how do you, what's your team kind of approach that? What's the collective mindset? What do you guys kind of aim to do? Um, so with the downtime. Yeah. Last season, Jimmy, Ryan and I kind of just met up and tried to, we pulled like a Saturday morning business meeting where we were like thinking about what uh, other brands to contact, what a kind of strategy if we want to, move forward in merch or Shopify and kind of the website and all different kind of areas that we could grow and kind of take, take inventory of where we're at. Um, but yeah, we've got, we got like 14, 15 bloggers that write. Um, so they're kind of always blogging about off season stuff like the incoming draft and right. things like that. So 
it's always always something to talk about and it's nice we've got a big group chat of like all 15 of us that's kind of constantly talking about something yeah yeah that's awesome how did you how do you i don't even know if i asked jimmy this how do you how did the, did the do the bloggers come to you is it people you recruit what's the what's the story there yeah sometimes they just kind of write in on the website or through dm or whatever um but other times it's like hey we need a we really need a Detroit writer or we'll post something on Twitter like hey these are a handful of teams that we don't have writers for already um but then yeah other times like I think we found our I'm a little yeah one of our strongest writers I guess recently has come from asking about the Sabres but someone was like yeah I, I cover the stars and we we're like all right sure and gave him a shot <laughs> and he's been he's been killing it um so it's just awesome. kind of whoever meshes with us well yeah that's, What's the interview process cool. like for a blogger? You guys uh, got any tricks up your sleeves? You do anything to get up, keep them on their toes, keep them, keep them guessing. So the Jimmy coming with no shirt yeah. on or something. Like, how do you what do a, that? Honestly, one of the, uh, I'll give you a little behind the scenes. One of the weird things is like, they have to have an iPhone just because of that group chat. <laughs> it's like, it's like, we've got 16 people in here and it's constantly going off. You can't, if you don't have an yeah. iPhone, like you, uh, get out of here. I think there we might have just taken someone on actually a Panthers guy that might not have an iPhone, but he's just not in the chat. So, uh, no, okay. but now we we have them uh, write like a sample blog or two, and then um, just on anything that they want to talk about within the season, and pretty much just ask that they try to write once a week. Um, and kind of consistency has been pretty much our whole thing for the past four or five years doing this. It's it's the probably the reason we're still around and um, getting getting views and clicks and stuff are constantly kind of trying to put that content out there. Different forms. Absolutely. Consistency is key. Mm-hmm. That's what they've been telling us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's cool. I like I don't really write or um, blog much because I am not. I consider myself more of a fan of the game in itself, and I love playing hockey, and I just love like you know, everything about hockey, but I'm not a diehard Rangers fan or um, like really uh, just like, yeah, I, I just don't know exactly who's on the third line or what's going into every decision. <laughs> so so I, I, I don't, I don't write and I, um, I consider myself like biz dev kind of. So I do the more of the behind the scenes business development stuff. And then um, recently the past year we've been doing a lot of podcasts with brands like mars blade just came on um yeah. sparks hockey um you know blade shades summer skates all these kind of cool um smaller brands that are in hockey and they're just cool guys like us that love the game and are starting products or things uh you know about it so i'll ask them in more entrepreneurial based questions i enjoy that yeah. part of it yeah, that's awesome. Bring another angle to it too. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing that's always cool with your guys' show. It's you know whether everybody's on there, multiple people, or it's just like a one-on-one interview. Like, there's always great insight, and you guys, I've you know I've been a fan even before you know the the Dish and Trio came on, but even before we came on, you know I don't even remember. It was that that got to be over a year ago, right? By now, yeah, I feel like it was last spring I, we had you guys last on. spring. I think yeah, that sounds about right. Anyways, I cut off Tudes like five minutes ago. So no, that's all right. I was gonna I was gonna ask about uh, how the writers got involved too, but now I know if I ever want to write for you, I just uh, make sure I keep my iPhone. 
but uh, <laughs> no, I, I kind of was curious too about about your perspective there because you know if you're doing kind of the business development side of things um, and, and stuff like that, are you um, are you kind of picking the brain of all these other businesses that you're working with? I know you mentioned a few of them like Marsblade, um, Sparks, you know, a couple yeah. other ones that I'm not remembering right now, but. Um, do you guys go back and forth and kind of network on, you know, what works, marketing tactics, things like that? Um, they're more of like, uh, I don't know if you've heard the um, podcast, How I Built This by Guy Raz. It's an NPR show, but it's kind of more of like, uh, all right, so uh, Green Biscuit, like, why did you, how did you come up with this idea or hockey wrapper on like, what was it that made you think I really need a plastic end piece to my stick? Um mm-hmm. Or, you know, the, the Mars Blaze was a recent one and he had a knee injury and just really needed, um, yeah, was using rollerblades to kind of train himself back into it. So kind of these behind the scenes stories of what propelled these businesses into existence. Um, but then, yeah, maybe after we hang up on the live podcast, I'll ask him a couple of quick tricks and we stay connected um, with a lot of them, particularly the guys from Blade Shades. We trade uh you know youtube tactics or different things and uh jordy over there has been great with us and um yeah we we always every time we hang up the podcast we say hey guys you ever need you ever coming out with a new line or a new product or whatever you know we're we're always here to help so morning skate once you come on the show you're kind of kind of family to us and we'll we'll repost anything and you know help each other out um such a small hockey community that everybody okay. seems to be willing to do the same yeah absolutely that's what it is right it's all about those relationships and i mean we've been seeing that here in the short time we've been doing this with 20 episodes and now you know had the opportunity to have jimmy on and now you as well kind of keep the keep the family tight and uh and close-knit there but um kind of want to ask too i mean so Jimmy had given us a little bit of kind of the origins of how morning skate came about, but it, what, like, was there a point where obviously you guys started out as just buddies having fun together, but was there a point where you all looked at each other and you were like, wow, like we have a legitimate business here. Like this isn't like us hanging out on a zoom with our buddies, like drinking beer, watching hockey. Like this is, we could do something big here. Uh, I think, I think we, we kind of like still have these like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Incremental moments of like, holy shit. Like we just interviewed Buzz Schneider from the 1980 Olympic team. And then Mike Rizzo on here. Like it's, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I I would still say it's like a hobby for all of us because we're really not making much money on it. Um, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. And, uh, yeah it's cool to see like the numbers behind it where like wow 12,000 people visited our website last month or we have a twitter analytics on 35,000 people and um this many people care actually about what we have to say so i guess moments like that um but at the end of the day like we're we're all buddies like ryan jimmy and i particularly are been best friends growing up and I can beef with Jimmy a lot. Like we butt heads sometimes on like when a podcast is supposed to come out or, you know, if he didn't write the copy and I didn't get the graphic done in time and we'll like butt heads on this and that. But at the end of the day, like it's family, like our relationship with me and him is way more important than any 
air date for an episode or if he didn't do anything. So uh, that relationship's kind of evolved and it's like, you know, we're business partners in a way, but also just best friends. And I think we've been good learning how that kind of relationship evolves. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you kind of got to learn on the fly with a lot of that stuff. You know, yeah. something from the justician side too, you know, me and Matt specifically, just how far we go back. That's a huge piece of it. You got to, there's, there's times, you know, disagreements or you see things differently, but, you know, always remembering what's the most important. You remember that everything else that works itself out, like, yeah. you know, let that passion shine through. But, yeah, you know, something like this too, I feel like it's like, it's kind of a, a hobby in a way. And it's like, it ebbs and flows. Like, you know, sometimes I'm going through family stuff or he's, he's doing, uh, you know, met a new girlfriend or something, whatever it is. It's like, we pick up where others kind of um, can't at the time. So uh, yeah, just kind of realizing that it doesn't have to be go, 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 go all the time. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I hear um, you. So but let me ask you this though. I got to before we keep I got to ask. Yeah. Buzz Schneider and Mike Aruzioni. I mean, what the hell was that like? Like, I can't even imagine. Like, I'm. It was. Sick, I wouldn't be man. able to talk. Yeah, like, I that's. Was, I was. That is so her. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the. That is like the. That is the biggest moment in U.S. hockey history. Yeah, and you got it's two. Our, in, that's two of the most important people of the, on that whole team. Yeah, I mean, you guys got them. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Like <laughs> the, the game tying goal in the game, or the he, Buzz Schneider had the first goal of the game, yeah. the the winner. But um, yeah, I mean that that line uh, is in our intro song, and it's just something we've always had. We even had um, the guy blanking on it, the actor's name, but the actor who played Mike Ruzioni on the show or on on Miracle oh, on the podcast. It's <laughs> uh, so, like yeah, it's my favorite movie, but hands down by far. Um, and it's, we're only an hour and a half south of Lake Placid. So going up to the Can-Am tournaments in youth hockey growing up, that movie had such an impact on me. And then to hear him talk about like what it was like the night before the game, how he was just sitting by a fire with his parents and just everything that went into, uh, you know, that again scene and how he wasn't even really on the ice for it because he got a penalty and then he felt guilty about it while everybody was skating and just these wild stories that you're like holy shit and then and then he's such a nice guy he's like yeah you know he's promoting his um miracle on ice beer and he was like yeah if i'm ever in saratoga like on my way up to placid like let's all grab a beer and whatever um but like genuinely would wanted to hang out (laughs) with us so it's uh yeah it's cool i mean i think that's a big a big thing with some of these guests it's like they're just they're just people like us and you can yeah. uh, you get all nervous before you talk to them and then at the end of the podcast you're like holy shit that dude was awesome <laughs> yeah yeah jimmy talked about that a lot it's just like everyone's so cool that's what he kept saying yeah. like everybody's for the most part so cool and so chill but daddy that's that was amazing i remember too i like you know when those episodes came out and i see that you know who's on there i'm like these guys did it again. Yeah. These guys Pavel, did Barber. It again. Pavel Barber was a huge one for me. Cause I had just been following him forever and then yeah. just DM'd him on my personal account. And I was like, Hey, you just liked my comment. Like I know, I doubt you're ever going to see this, but, and then he, and then he was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I remember it. I was, it was like one in the morning when I saw that, I almost like threw my phone across the room. I was so pumped. I was like, Holy shit. 
So sad. Not going to bed for a little bit now. Yeah. Fired up. Yeah. Yeah, big guests are cool like that. Have you had a favorite one so far? I did one really uh, recently with Justin uh, Rothenschiefer. He's um, so we got hooked up with this company, Can I Brands, who does CBD. Uh, here's like a recovery tube. They do all kinds of CBD, and he's one of their main ambassadors. But he was a NHL strength and performance coach. He worked for the Ducks and the Canes, and uh, now kind of coaches like entrepreneurs, Fortune 500, like really crazy uh, people with mindset and mental health and um, kind of all physical health. And I, uh, yeah, I just really like performance and physical mental health mindset kind of stuff. So we dove into a ton of uh, really interesting topics on that one. That's probably one of my favorites. Yeah, that's sick. Where did, where did like, where did all this start for you? I know you've talked about a few of your passions, obviously hockey, you've obviously got, you know, what you just said, the mental health side and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, let's start with hockey for you. Like where did, what are your early memories of the game? Like growing up, like, Take us through that. Take us through your perspective on that. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I, I interview so many other other people that I kind of have never really talked about this right. on my own podcast. This is fun. Um, yeah, uh, growing up kind of pl- just playing in the street out front of my house, I would be the the kid in the neighborhood to call everybody and say, hey, everybody drag your, drag your nets out and get on some rollerblades and um, definitely street hockey in front of my net. And then I just – kind of wanted to be like my dad and my dad grew up playing hockey and I've you know, skated since before I could remember pretty much. Um, my dad played at the Air Force Academy and at RPI and kind of wow. coached me all growing up. Um, so yeah, it kind of, once I, uh, once I had the skates on and got that itch, I, I think I might've tried T-ball for one season, but I was like, no, mom, I, I'm, I'm playing hockey. It's <laughs> um, ain't hockey. Yeah, and then uh, the ice, man. yeah, and then when I, uh, I mean, made it to the state finals, lost in the state finals of uh, 2010. Um, but when I went to college at Brockport, I was playing lacrosse for a season, and I was kind of chose lacrosse based on the fact that I could play Division three and wasn't quite good enough for Division three hockey, and uh, lacrosse was fine and cool, and I always liked it, but just wasn't hockey. So then I went back to club hockey and kind of just was having way more, way more fun. And, um, yeah, hockey's just kind of always been, been home for me there. Yeah. That's how, you know, my boy Forrest Grady, right? Yeah. Yeah. Club, club, club that, with him at Brockport. Yeah. Yeah, Forrest that, was cool. yeah. That guy's a clown. The only <laughs> way he stops is running into the boards. Yeah. No, all these, yeah. all this time he still doesn't know how to stop. <laughs> I hope he hears that. I can't wait for the text. Hey, he's a great dude. His, him and his family they're awesome people man but yeah i hear you on the lacrosse thing too because that was the route i kind of took you know the the juniors just kind of wasn't yeah it wasn't the wasn't the move you know so that's kind of the step you have to take really like you can't just you really can't just walk into division three you got to go play juniors yeah you know i don't think i realized how good and competitive and um legit ACHA hockey could be too until I transferred to Siena and it's like, oh wow, yeah. I got I got a bus and I got my own jerseys in our own locker room and like this is pretty legit. If I kinda I think if I knew that when I was a senior in high school, I would have chose my college more more to uh mesh with hockey than kind of just looking at a D three school I could have played lacrosse at. 
Right. What position did you play in lacrosse? Midfield. Nah. Flag it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I yeah, when I got the when I played JUCO, they ended up moving me to to midfield to just even at that level, the the skill is just um I just didn't yeah. have it. Like I was Same. I was always watching. I was just like, I don't even know what we can just do this. Like you can tell I'm, I don't have a good left. Like these guys, I can't even tell, but yeah, man. I mean, so talk to me too about, um, you know, the passion for, you know, like the, the mental well being. you know, I know you got your own podcast. You want to talk about that one too, a little bit. Cause I, that's fascinating to me, man. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, kind of growing up playing hockey, doing what hockey guys do and, you know, smoking a little weed, drinking a lot of beer and kind of being on the lacrosse team at Brockport. I just kind of was partying a lot, especially my freshman year, um, 18, 19. And then summer came home. I'm from Saratoga, also kind of quite a bit of a party town with, um, you know, the track and spec and all this. And really was just kind of smoking and drinking a lot and not really being too, uh, I don't know, just being a little reckless, I guess. And then, my friends and I bought some synthetic marijuana at just a smoke shop thinking it was like new and legal and safe or whatever. And boy, were we wrong. I, uh, I smoked that couple of days and then just like really had a manic episode and had to go into the mental health hospital in town here. And it just really threw me for a loop and, uh, uh-huh basically had a had a psychotic break from that and was hospitalized and then kind of on all these and they they kind of just threw a bunch of prescription drugs at me to try to even me out and it really did a number on my confidence because I couldn't make it back to Brockport that sophomore fall season and Mm -hmm. uh, just a lot of a lot of therapy a lot of in and out of school I think I took five semesters off from college took me almost seven and a half years to finish school with uh, transferring and all this stuff. But um, really my senior year at Siena in 2017, I just was like, you know, all this that I went through may have been for a reason. And like, if I can build a platform of people talking about mental health and talking about how it's okay to have depression and anxiety and uh, learn from one each one another, um, that's kind of what I wanted to do. So I started to pitch the idea of let's chat about it, which was a platform or I wanted to kind of make an app initially to, um, to talk about, yeah, where people could just share stories or chat with each other and kind of help out with, uh, what worked for them. And, you know, after a lot of different entrepreneurship programs and writing business grants and things over the past couple of years, it's, morphed into speaking programs and, uh, you know, different educational stuff that I do. But now it's kind of uh, morphed into a podcast called the We Not I podcast. And it's uh, We Not I as in you take the I out of illness and turn it into a we for wellness. So um, Ah. illness turns into mental wellness. So it's a we situation um, where so then I just kind of interview people on their story and what they've went through and kind of the tips and tricks that they find to keep their mental health stable and um, kind of like an inspirational thing to let people know that they're not alone in anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, all kinds of things. Um, 
yeah, I, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, you can tell. You can really tell because, you know, what that impact it had on your life and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, you speaking to the fact that maybe it was for a reason. And, dude, amazing on you to take some serious action on that thought of just, like, doing something, you know, providing a platform because – I don't think you can have enough of that stuff. Truthfully, you know, I love what you're doing with that. Just that's so good on you to bounce back like you did and keep stepping forward. That's amazing. Thanks, good for you. Yeah, thank you. It was scary as shit when I was t- in 2017 oh. talking about that for the first time. Like Ooh. it was, uh, it was wild to, to, when I first did it. But you know, it just you get better at it and you do it more and more. And I had a lot of people reach out. Um, about stuff that they've gone through. So every time that happens, it's just kind of fills my cup each time. Now, was that, was that something Garrison too, where obviously that, that time you took off with school and everything. And before you got back into it, um, was that something you struggled talking about with people before you started your own platform there? Or like, was that just like a huge leap of faith of like, I'm going to be vulnerable and I, I hope I don't get crushed right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, both of those, I, I, it felt like it was kind of like my big black cloud or dark secret that, you know, people didn't really know what was up with me or, I mean, honestly, I was in quite a bit of a fog for a lot of those years when I was taking those medications and, um, yeah, I mean, my close friends knew what happened and stuff, but I wasn't like, like coming out with my whole story. Um, so when, when I did that, it just kind of felt like, a a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. And then, you know, the past couple of years um, since I did that, people kind of look, look up to me more as like an inspiration or um, I've been sober for uh, three, over three and a half years now too. So there's uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of uh, good things that I've learned from it that I'm happy to share with other people now. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That's incredible. Thank you. Dude. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's and that's something too where I think it's so important with with people like yourself sharing your experience with all of those things because right like people see someone on the surface and they're like oh like you know hockey player outgoing guy podcast host young professional whatever the case may be and don't realize like all right like you know I'm everyone struggles with this stuff sometimes and like you know it's it's not always what it seems it's good to have someone out there that that's willing to kind of create that platform for everybody to feel um like they're they've got a place there yeah that's why guys like robin liner are so valuable right now to be like you know here's the here's a nhl goalie who's highly effective making millions of dollars and he's he's okay with talking about it and telling the media to screw off sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's important. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it really is. What is, um, you know, what are some of the, I don't know. I don't know if tricks is the right word. Like how do you approach, you know, the, the sobriety or, you know, staying on this path for you? What, you know, do you have any insight for people that might be listening that, you yeah, know, totally. little tips and tricks that you use? Yeah. I mean, um, probably the biggest thing for me in my like mental health recovery over the years was just eating better. Um, my mom was, my mom is a functional medicine health coach. So it's all along the lines of 
like not eating much sugar or gluten and kind of a lot of vegetables and grass fed meat and things like that. So a lot of water, um, it's just like whatever you eat is kind of, it just feeds you and is exactly how your energy level is. So I'm really kind of in tune with when I don't eat well and how that affects my mental state. And, you know, if you just eat kind of crappy, you, you spike for a little bit, then you crash and it's just, all you're not balanced. Um, so eating well, um, movement, playing hockey is really valuable for me just to have not only the exercise, but the sense of community that it brings on every uh, Tuesday night that I'm with those same group of guys type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, food, community, exercise, um, meditation, um, kind of being able to take some time to just be with yourself, whatever that looks like. Um, the sobriety piece is, was a little challenging for a while for me just to kind of fully realize that for Garrison, I can't really smoke weed like some people can or whatever. But if I, if I drink or I, if I drink, then I'll try to smoke weed and it just doesn't mesh well with my system. And, uh, my mental health is better when I'm not doing those things. So for that reason, I stay away from that. But the sobriety piece kind of, it's like, you got to just stay away from it. For me, I had to stay away from it for a good six months to a year. And then, you know, and, and now I'm the, the DD who's blasting Kesha in the car with my boys, like, (laughs) and and they're buying me club sodas at the bar. Like, you know, it's, uh, it it gets pretty fun now. Uh, and after a while, and it's cool to have like my, my boys who I've known forever be like, yo, you're, you're awesome. Like, thanks so much for doing this. And like, I can't, I would never be able to do this or like, you know, you're so strong for dealing with fucking, you know, whoever in the back seat throwing up <laughs> or, or whatever, <laughs> kind of thing. So it's cool. Um, I, and I, guess- I was going to ask you that too. Like, is it, so it's something that at this point too, having you feel like, like you have a good enough grasp on it where it's like, it doesn't yeah. really impact or like your friends don't avoid it. It's just, you're cool going out with them and it's, it's good yeah. to just go with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't like love, I'm not going to really put myself in a situation where my right. friends are smoking in front of me, but they will. And it's fine. And it's cool. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll go out to the bars with them and stuff and just get club sodas. But I th- I'd say the first year was definitely harder, but now I'm uh, just confident. And I think the, the important piece with that is like your true friends will just be there for you. Like they don't, right. they don't give a shit that you're not drinking or whatever. They're just there to hang out or, you know, you just do different shit. You you go out on the boat, you walk your dogs together, you play racquetball or hockey or whatever it is, and um, you got you still hang out, but you're not just meeting up for a blunt or drinks on Caroline Street on Friday night type of thing. Sure, so, absolutely. Yeah, your good friends stick around, and I think that makes your relationships with with everybody better. Yeah, it's not relying on that one thing that was just like the convenient or easy thing yeah. to bond over yeah that's uh, amazing so i mean what else um you know I, I know you mentioned a few things with the boat hockey and stuff you know what do you do to to kind of occupy your time you know away from work the podcast you know just garrison taking him time like what are your, what are some of your favorite things to do yeah. for all that 
That's a good question. Um, I mean, I de definitely walk in my dog in the woods and there's a couple of good trails near me. So sometimes I'll just, just walk or run. Um, actually recently my friend and I rode our bikes to New York city from Saratoga. So we did a I was going to ask you about that next year. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We did a three and a half day bike ride. Um, we did 75 miles, 50 miles, 50 miles and 40 or something. But, uh, that was, that was pretty wild to ride our bikes into New York city, um, from Saratoga. So, yeah. What kind of sparked that idea? Uh, the, the New York, New York state just kind of like had, I don't know. They they put in like thirty million dollars into it or something like that. But they finally connected the trails. Um, and when I was fourteen, my mom and I rode from Buffalo to Albany. Uh, there's an Erie Canal bike ride system mm -hmm. trail that uh, we'll do that. And then, yeah, I think the trail finally got completed this past fall. So Connor and I were just like, let's let's do it. Let's go to New York City. And then we told our friends in the group chat, and they're all like. All right, I'm coming too. Like we all got a big steak dinner at a steakhouse in in the city that Saturday night. Um, so it was cool to ride ride down into that and kind of get get together with the guys. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, For sure. What is you know how? So I mean, like, how did you? Did you just like backpack it? Did you do some motel? Like, uh, yeah, we, how did yeah, that we, go? Didn't, we were gonna backpack it and do the tent <laughs> thing, and then we were like, let's save thirty pounds on our packs and let's go one yeah. thing at a time here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, um, yeah, my friend's uh, he's a great guy, but he, uh, I could, I could see, I could see that not working out so well. I'm just like <laughs> we, we already we only we had a couple of flat tires on the trip right and that was that was a lot um so i think having that shower and bed at the end of each night and applebee's right next door to the hotel was was pretty clutch yeah for sure burning the amount of calories you guys are burning yeah, definitely need, need that calories. refill that good rest for sure yeah absolutely <laughs> Tudes, what do you got yeah, I wanted to kind of ask you a little bit more about, you know, playing hockey, things like that, um, you know, what you're doing now. Um, and just flat out, like, who's the best player out of the morning skate boys? <laughs> like, uh, here we go. That's a good question. So, so Jimmy was, he's got fourth line. 4L squared tattoo on his calf. So he's <laughs> fourth line for life. It, that was kind of his uh, his thing growing up. And honestly, so there's a town next to us um, that doesn't have an indoor rink. They had an outdoor rink. And Jimmy, Jimmy grew up um, skating in that and then moved over to our high school team. And he was, you know, fourth line um, in high school. And But that kid works so hard, man. He He's like one of the kids that – I don't know if you you guys probably have some guys like this that you grew up with where it's like they weren't that great in high school or right after, but by playing club hockey over and over and just kind of being a beer league hero, uh, he, he's just gotten so much better um, over the past 10 years. And I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. Ryan's, Ryan's a lockdown defenseman. Jimmy's a, a good scrappy forward. I consider myself like a faster power forward. Um, we do all want to get together, like all the writers in the group. We've never, I haven't skated with a lot of them. So one of our, our main goals is to get a tournament together, some kind of uh, yeah, charity event or something where we can all skate on the same team would be cool. 
Yeah, yeah that sounds sick. That's awesome. Let I us got, know I when got you get that in for that. Yeah, we were going to come out to the power play um, last year. Yeah. COVID yeah, it's, free hockey yeah it's tough it's tough again but i after this this most recent one i think things will be more normal again then yeah. then we then we should swing it that'll be a good that'll be a good content day yeah, Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. get the cameras out but yeah um, i'm a little bit nervous now though because i'm i'm the uh i'm the no skill gritty guy over here and uh you know now i'm afraid i'm gonna be looking over my shoulder going to the corner and jimmy's gonna be coming in hard after me uh, hey it's gonna be chipping, going. chipping high off the glass real yeah quick. he's already lost two of his, he's lost two of his teeth already oh my god he go no is he go just you know no visor no cage uh i think he goes visor but just like you know tilted way up like, like carl carl Haglin till yeah. like yeah yeah i was gonna say sean monahan oh yes. my god <laughs> Yeah, no, I have to wear a cage, especially in beer league. You never know what kind Dude, of. That's what I, I started doing the same thing. Like we yeah. had, uh, we've played in like pond tournaments, and I've gone with the Bauer forty five hundred, nothing yep. in the front, just chilling, and like it was okay in some of those tournaments. But then you go to beer league, and I see some of these guys, and I'm like, I don't trust any of you to like not turn around and whack me in the mouth or like throw a puck at my face. Like, yeah. <laughs> Guys taking uh, snapshots from the point when you're wearing no shoulder oh, yeah. pads. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, buddy, we're both going to work tomorrow. Yeah. Like, uh, no, yeah. it was fun. It was funny though, too, because talking about beer league and then a little bit of your content. Literally this morning, one of my best friends from growing up in our group message, he doesn't play hockey at all, like not a big hockey guy, but he puts a video in of like what's your typical like beer league day look like uh into our group chat this morning and he goes oh i saw this the other the other day this is definitely john and i replied and i was like actually funny enough that's the morning skate account and uh we've got uh, one of the morning skate guys on our show tonight oh, nice. um, but yeah it was funny like beer leagues just it's a it's quite an animal right like you get some personalities out there yeah. It's hard to describe to people that haven't played either hockey or haven't played beer league before. It's very difficult yeah. to articulate. You just got to like do it. Yeah. And like you, you get, get like one of those leagues. Yeah. You get like such a wide range of guys, right? Like you've got like myself who like didn't grow up playing hockey and like kind of picked it up later. Then you get like the high skilled, like, kind of played junior and it just didn't work out kind of player. And then you get like the 45 year old guy that's trying to fight you yeah. because he probably got into a fight with his wife before he left the house <laughs> that night. Like yeah. I just, like, it's just a weird, it's the weirdest combination of people, but it's so fun. Yeah. We got a, we got a 50 year old. That's just all, all heart in our oh. school. Like, he's, <laughs> he's just an absolute beauty. He can, he like hardly talks touches the puck, but he's just, he's there every week and he's just like, just a locker room guy, you know. Oh, uh, even at that level, you you need those. We got any any of the teams I play on, got to got to have them. We got a guy, we got one like that too. I think it's a team me and Nick play on. It's the, the pants this guy wears. They're old. They're they're twenty years older than me. Like he's, <laughs> it's um, and then he's got a he's got a stick he uses. We call it the unsurewood. <laughs> it's just the nickname we gave it because you never know with him you never know where it's going but and that's all in good fun it, garrison i i didn't i missed one thing i know we talked you know obviously the morning skate let's chat about it yeah. grant graphics yeah what is 
I mean, that's just, that's obviously the day job for you probably, right? Yeah. So my dad started a graphics company about almost 25 years ago now. Um, started off as just making graphics, signs, decals, posters, stuff like that. But now um, what we really do is sell the printers that do all those things. So all the uh, wide format, large printers, laser cutters, um, 3D printers. Well, not too many 3D printers, but um, cutting machines, all kinds of stuff that can do really cool stuff. I made these like morning skate pucks. Um, yeah printed directly onto things like that um we've got like stuff like this where you can print onto mugs the dye sublimation um, all kinds of cool stuff so that's been uh that's been fun i do a little marketing and sales with that right now um but it's cool to see kind of people that i meet throughout you know the morning skate like there's a company that i had on that you know needed to use a printer for um, making more customized things that they do. Um, but yeah, it's nice yeah. to see kind of schools. We sell the schools and, uh, businesses and mainly print shops, but all kinds yeah. of printers, materials, ink, stuff like that. That's really cool. What was that always something that, you know, going to college and stuff, was that always in the back of your mind that that's probably the path you would want to take or did you kind of fall into it? Uh, so, I mean, I think when I, when I started at Brockport, I wanted to do athletic training um, just because I was like, ah, if I can't make it to the NHL, maybe it would be cool to be, be behind <laughs> the bench. or whatever. Be on the bench one way or the other, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then kind of um, just like realizing more that I grew up in an entrepreneurial family with my dad and my brother um, has his own business as well. Just shifted over to business and marketing. And then I went down the let's chat about it thing and wrote a couple, a couple of government grants for that that didn't get funded. And, um, you know, fell, I wouldn't say fell into this, but I would say like kind of realized like, oh shit, like it's a pretty cool business, pretty cool stuff. And I'm pretty decent at social media marketing and all this. And the company itself wasn't really doing a lot in social media. And I, I knew I could help that. So um, a little over two years ago, I jumped in full time here and been enjoying the the sales and uh marketing and kind of being bringing a little bit more of uh the new new kind of way of marketing to to the sales process and to graphics and just made a tiktok account for it and stuff and my, my, <laughs> my dad's been in the industry for you know 30 40 years and we got another sales guy that you know they're used to picking up the phone and calling them and i'm on i'm showing them on instagram like oh these guys are these could this is, could be a good lead for us and stuff like that. So it's uh it's fun to work with them. I was gonna say it's got to be a pretty humbling or fun experience when you kind of you know you got those two worlds meshing together a little bit where they're cold calling or whatever and you can walk over to hey I just got whatever you know got got the DM for this or look how her TikTok's yeah. doing and they're just like huh but What's you know that? you know it yeah you know what it means you know the importance of it now and it's just you know. The kind yeah. of the best of both worlds in a lot of ways where you're just making that infrastructure for the, the business so much stronger. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way I was looked at it initially. I was like, you know, if I can just help out the, the family business a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Got like 17,000 videos of just uh, loading one of these eight foot printers into the trailer. It's just, <laughs> and, and it's just with the, with the audio on the road again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you're having a good time with the TikToks, I see. Yeah, it's cool. 
Yeah, that's cool, man. Very cool. I know we asked you about, you know, for the morning skate and everything, like who your favorite guest has been. You know, was there, do you have any, like, you know, especially in the beginning where, you know, any bad, bad, good, funny stories that, you know, behind the scenes stuff, anything that we didn't touch on that you think, you know, from your perspective that people might find interesting? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I was thinking of, like, before the show with podcasting is like it's uh like we as hosts kind of stress out over like small things like you were running maybe 10 minutes late and it's not a big deal to me and for for i guess it's just like advice but like for you to just text me and be like yo i just need 10 more minutes like you probably came into this podcast feeling way less stressed and way more balanced than if you were to like like sometimes I've, I've just called myself over the past couple of years, like driving to my office to set up the podcast and my heart's still racing when I'm like trying to go <laughs> on or, uh, or whatever, but just kind of like learning to, um, just be honest with, with people, um, in that regard. But yeah, we, we've recorded some where they just like, it didn't record. Um, oh. so I had to call them oh. right back and do it again. Uh, I mean, we went from Skype, Google Hangouts to Skype to Zoom to StreamYard now. And StreamYard's just by far the best and good uh, customer, customer, uh, not customer, uh, guest experience, I guess. Um, Yeah, Yeah, it makes everything smoother. Yeah, that's always a big one now getting into this, even though it's only 20 episodes for me. And, you know, that time where, you know, and it's very helpful having an absolute wizard like Derek Hoskin, just making sure nothing goes awry. Yeah. Double thumbs up from the kid in the, in the, in the lobby there. But yeah, he, that's been a huge piece. Um, yeah. And how does that work for you guys? Like, you know, who's kind of the main tech sort of, you know, that kind of producer role. Do you all chip in? Do you have someone who's just like really good at it, really comfortable doing it? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just like all hands on deck. Like, yeah, I guess in the in the initial, um, like a lot of the guests. I mean, I guess it's just either Jimmy or I. But we'll um, our writers will reach out and be like, "Hey, Taya Curry is, I think, the first female June female player signed on a junior team." So one of our one of our writers, Clara, reached out to her and was like, uh, yeah, I really want to have this people on. And I think that's something important with the morning skate. It's like, yeah, like, we'd love to have you write for us. Like, sorry, um, we don't really make any money, so you can't get paid, but you have access to 60,000 followers and you can have on whoever you want. So um, it's yeah. cool for some of these writers to be able to use our brand and reach out. Um, but then kind of like me behind the scenes, will set up the podcast for him, send her the link. She'll do the scheduling or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's an area that like Jimmy and I have been either needing more help or just kind of can burn out on sometimes it's like doing the scheduling and then now you're going to, you know, download this podcast and then try to clip it up. And uh, it's a lot of like Jack of all trades when we have to, edit it and i know firsthand it's like all right we're gonna edit it for facebook twitter instagram 
and they're all different formats and you, yeah. want, you want it to look good on the portrait instead of just taking this into a landscape mode. Um, and there's, uh, it's just been cool, I guess, over the years to each podcast, it feels like you get better at each thing. And like, I'm not a wizard at final cut pro or Adobe premiere pro or anything, but little tips and tricks. And you, you figure out these little things like, Oh, if I screen record it and then move it over here or whatever, and then yeah. it's like a pride piece that you just get better at it. Um, and then things like this, although we're not getting paid for it, it helps my, you know, day job marketing kind of thing. So it's cool yeah. in that regard too. Yeah. I was going to ask you that as well with just kind of the entrepreneurial mindset, um, and almost being the jack of all trades there, right? Because I think we're all kind of in the same boat where we all have day jobs and then we do this stuff on the side. Um, and that's one thing I actually talked to my manager about with like, you know, mid-year reviews was like, hey, I'm doing this stuff on the side and I'm learning a lot of stuff that I'm actually bringing here and is making mm -hmm. me better at my job. Really because cool. after work, instead of sitting down and playing Xbox for six hours, I'm doing stuff like this. I'm networking with people. I'm working on a business, doing things like that. And I think like, you know, how has that kind of gone for you? Is that something that you even thought about when you jumped into some of these things? Or is it just like, oh, shoot, I did this for Morning Skate or I did this, you know, for um, uh, for any, any podcast and now you're bringing it to work? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I think you nailed it. It's like, it's not really something you initially think about. Um, you're just doing it cause it's fun and you realize that, you know, your YouTube needs a thumbnail because it'll get way more views. So you design a thumbnail and then all of a sudden you're, you find yourself at two o'clock on a Tuesday designing, using that same skill to design something, uh, like for an email marketing campaign or whatever. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's nice. It's cool to see like uh, how your skills kind of transition from one thing to the next. Yeah. It's something you never think about, you know, until like it's already occurring at almost, I want to say where it's like a hobby or a skill you pick up because of something you're just passionate about can turn into something more, or it just helps in another field in your life. That's important whether work, social life, whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I love how Gary V talks about just like enjoying the process. Like we're all in our twenties and yeah, know, being, just be patient and we're all, we're doing our things that we enjoy and um, just learning from it. Um, yeah. The, yeah. That's that the Gary V one. I always forget about that one. One I always go to is one Blake Griffin. I saw him talk about, he had a coach tell him that you have to fall in love with the process of becoming great. Yeah. That's what, and I, that one stuck with me, obviously. I think I heard it when I was in like 11th grade or something, but that just really stuck with me. And it's funny as you, you keep like getting older, you're like, oh, that's, he was so right. Like, that's just how you, it's a kind of, it's almost just like a mental trick to kind of just keep staying focused, staying on course, staying on point and everything. Yeah, definitely relatable. Well, Look, I want to I want to make sure we sneak in a little bit of puck here. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit of hot. All right. I was thinking about which way I could take this. So we're you know, we're we're just going to go for it. You you said to yourself you you know, Rangers fan, you know, but not 
I grew up as an Avalanche fan, and then like, hey. and then and then the Rangers, kind of more so uh, in high school and college, because all my friends in upstate New York were Rangers fans over here. But I, I honestly just don't really watch that much or follow too much. Yeah, you're more. You just more. You you like to play versus you versus following it religiously. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the culture. I like what's going on. I like to see see everything yeah. within it. But I. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you the the up and coming rookies rookie class type thing. <laughs> I, I hear you there. So I mean, what are your thoughts just with like Tampa, the repeat? Were you happy to see it? Were you pulling from Montreal? Did you have a, any skin in the game there? Uh, I I did kind of. I think I did want Montreal. Like, uh, yeah, just because they're they're only three hours north of us here, and I've seen two games up there, and the Bell Center is crazy, uh, crazy atmosphere. Um, yeah. And I uh, got a couple, a couple of friends here in upstate New York that are Habs fans and pulling for them. So that would have been cool to see. Yeah, it was that was that was quite the run they went on for sure. But the juggernaut Tampa Bay Lightning, that's just yeah, that's a tough one. How about uh, you? You guys seen the the shirts that like they were wearing the eighteen million over the cap? Did you see? Oh, no, like, did anybody notice? Oh, it was during the boat parade. It was so funny. Just rubbing so like, everyone's face, right? Right, right. They, dude, they've they they found the hole. They found yeah. the loophole. Like, I mean, the thing is, if you're good enough to play the entire season without your best player and mm-hmm. still make the playoffs, and then have him come in cold and score like he had something stupid, like 36 points in the playoffs or something like yeah. that, like something ridiculous. But like, <laughs> it's if you're good enough to do that, like, dude, hats off to you. Like, yeah. I don't know if if any of our teams did the same thing, like we'd be just as happy. Like you know, yeah. there'd be no asterisk. But yeah, for I mean, sure. I think that the real winner is Kucherov with just the Bud Light sponsorship and those. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. like he just feels, he just feels like he just became like a superstar after after that. Yeah, he, so deserved too. The conditioning was the most impressive thing to me like he did not look like he missed that much time just no. watching him like he, you know what i mean but yeah the bud light sponsorship i'm more of a blue light guy but either way that's cool bud lights marketing is that i'm more of a fan of that by far than like their yeah. the, the yeah. actual bud light beer like they're you know those dilly dilly commercials like they got so many good ones just genius stuff but uh yeah garrison the kind of the wrap it up here though something i wanted to make sure to give you the platform for you know plug everything you're doing where people can find your stuff and definitely like any closing advice for anybody you know thinking about pursuing you know any of the stuff or fields that you have experience in you know sure. maybe going through some similar battles like just yeah the floor is yours last couple minutes here nice thank you dude uh so it's the morning skate podcast uh, you can find us on all all podcasting platforms at morning skate and uh, the We Not I podcast for all mental health podcasts. And uh, that's at Let's Chat About It. And uh, yeah, if anybody's going through anything, they can reach out and probably find me on uh, Instagram or wherever. But advice I'd give, I, I, I'd say the one of the biggest things I was thinking about with, with this and what I wanted to say was that just like hockey's always been there for me throughout. Um, it's like the camaraderie with the players growing up and my, you know, the boys in the locker room or whatever, my, some of the best friends I made have been throughout hockey and um, just 
getting to the rink and um, connecting with the ability to play has been just like so like life-saving almost really for for me during some of those dark times that I went through it's like I felt depressed and that on a Friday night everybody else was at Brockport or in school um, during those times that I took leaves of absence and they were all partying and I was just like FOMO or you know missing out and I would just go to I would just go to the rink on uh, for a nine o'clock skate because there's always this just pick up nine o'clock on a Friday night and um, just always just connect with that and feel good and I always just feel way better being on the ice and kind of just forget about life's problems while I'm on the ice and uh, and then just like even rejoining teams at Siena and stuff, having hockey and preparation and all these things are just so good for your mental health and physical health and just overall uh, working towards bettering yourself um, to be, you know, compete at that level. So just an ode to the game, I guess. Right. And yeah. Um, yeah. Just a thank you to you know hockey and the friends I made along the way. Yeah. Stay with the stay with the passion. Stick with it. They'll guide you through the dark times. That's that's the lesson I took from that spiel right there, man. Big ups to you, you the whole team for everything you're doing. Thank you so much for joining us and keep following, keep doing what you're doing, and and we'll catch up again soon, Garrison. Thanks yeah. so much for joining us, man. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Garrison. Absolutely, guys. I'm excited to see more on uh, Justition and Skate Skins, too. Oh, you oh, know yeah. it's coming, baby. I've seen, seen you guys everywhere. Congrats <laughs> on that uh, the new building as well. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's, it's pretty surreal, but just more fuel to keep working. I'm excited for what's to come, man. Oh, yeah, a lot more to come. All thank you for the support, you and the whole team over there. You guys have been nothing but amazing to us. Can't thank you enough. We'll come out and grab some chicken wings soon oh, absolutely yeah. we'll get yeah, the ice time too yeah hell yeah all right thanks guys all right buddy take care man have a good one later